Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to The Ringer Podcast Network. True Detective is back, and The Ringer's Chris Ryan and Jason Concepcion are our guides as we navigate the twisting pathways of Season 3's plots, themes, and characters on The Flat Circle, a True Detective after show. Follow Jason and Chris as they chase down leads, explore each episode's cultural context, and discuss true crime cases that mirror the ones in the show. Join the guys live every Sunday night after True Detective on The Ringer's YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook pages. I'm glad you waited to have sex until you found someone who can successfully do a three-legged race. I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Egg on a spoon. Is this not criteria that you normally look for? No. The first thing I do, I'm gay. I know that's a shock, Colton. (laughs) And that I think you should look into. Maybe you're the first gay bachelor and we don't even know. I, I, no. (laughs) Put that in your promo. See you later. Welcome to Bachelor Party. It's week two. Colton's deep into his journey to find love. And I don't know if it's going that well. I'm going to hash it out with my guest today, Lauren Zima of Entertainment Tonight. Welcome back, Lauren. Juliet, as always, thank you for having me. I look forward to this. I'm ready. Let the journey of our podcast begin. That's beautiful. <laughs> we have a lovely little uh, community of Bachelor fans on our Facebook group, Bachelor Party Podcast on Facebook. And I mentioned that you were coming on and we were going to talk about how you broke the news that Caitlin and Jason were going on a date last week. And there was a lot of enthusiasm. People were not not that I'm surprised. I mean, I love having you on, but the people who listen to this podcast were also really excited. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you, people. I love coming on here. I love talking to all of the hardcore fans. And I loved that Jason <laughs> took Caitlin out on multiple dates. They had a whole weekend of dates. A whole weekend. It culminated in a Nuggets game. We're going to discuss that at the end of the show. We're going to do a whole Bachelor Nation check-in. Also, we'll talk about Ari and Lauren's wedding, officiated by the one and only Chris Harrison. Mm-hmm. But before that, we are going to discuss uh, the, the real villain who has emerged, as I had predicted, Demi, of course. A lot of blown opportunities, I noticed. But first, we're going to start with the most awkward thing that happened on the show this week. And that was the entire one-on-one. That was Colton's date with Hannah B. Hannah Horrifying. from Alabama. Horrifying. Horrifying, yes. Hannah has multiple times teased herself as like the hot mess express and she's the conductor and she's driving the train straight to mess town. And I didn't understand it. And then I saw her try to give a toast. Has she said that actually? Yes, in her intro package. Oh, I don't even recall that. And well, because I was so struck by it because she was saying she's this beauty pageant queen showing off her glamour shot, very polished. And then she finished off her intro package with, I'm the hot mess express. And I was like, what? And now I see it because if you're a beauty pageant contestant sure. and winner, you've certainly had some experience on stage performing in front of people, presenting, yeah. and she just could not get it together to give that toast. Would you say she couldn't get it up? <laughs> Sorry. You, you left it wide open for me. Couldn't gather herself. She couldn't gather her thoughts. Um, yes. So they go on this first one-on-one date. She's really nervous. I have a I have like a bias with pretty people. I don't know if it's pro or con, but I just expect really pretty thin people to like just like have it together. I just feel like life's a little bit easier when you look like Hannah B. You know, so- which is obviously unfair because I don't know what that's like. <laughs> but I just and so I think maybe similar for you, you're surprised at how, what a mess she is. You're just like, but you look this way. You look so perfectly put together. I think it was the beauty pageant thing for me because they train themselves to be put together. Yeah. The whole thing is speaking in sound bites, yeah. is answering interview questions. And well, they prep for that very yeah. heavily, right? And, you, and the questions are like pretty limited. Like, what is your perfect day or whatever? And that's from Miss Congeniality when Heather Burns is <laughs> yes, like, your perfect date. January 21st, so your perfect date, exactly. I was so struck as well by, I felt that Hannah never stopped smiling. Yes, she didn't. And it great was smile. a little unnerving to me, right? She's beautiful, great smile. I think Hannah seems to have a good heart. Yeah. But they really were teasing this back and forth between her and Kaylin, the way they were cutting back and forth between the date and Kaylin, and Kaylin talking about how she flipped a switch. And that combined the concept of us maybe one day seeing her flip that switch, combined with her never smiling, combined with uh, them teasing over and over again, her with her mascara eyes going, what just happened? I'm like, (laughs) what is going to happen here? You know, so what happened tonight was she got the first one-on-one and it was her birthday. Wait, Juliet, I asked Kaya, it was her birthday? Yeah, I asked I couldn't Kaya, tell it was her birthday. I, I had no idea either, except 
Thank you to producer Kaya for counting this up. She mentioned her birthday 13 times. I felt I was in an episode of Vanderpump Rules and Stassi Schroeder was going to walk out and go, it's my effing birthday. <laughs> that would have been so much better. Oh my God, so many times. And she kept saying nothing would ever top this birthday. And I wanted to say, maybe Dream it will. Dream bigger, girl. <laughs> Dream bigger. And so so they go to like some someplace in the Malibu mountains or whatever. And they're walking. As she said, Arizona-ish. Arizona-ish. <laughs> He's like, have you ever seen rock formations like this? Which they're not rock formations, they're mountains. And she was like, it's Arizona-ish, right? Right. Which was really tough. <laughs> and then they like settle down in one of those like weird outdoor lounge beds that we've seen so often on these dates through the years of The Bachelor. I was drinking for every, there were a lot of firsts in this episode. Our first fireworks, yes. our first hot tub in the middle of nowhere, our first day bed in the middle of nowhere. And it made me want to, I really do want to one day ask a producer to break down the logistics of setting up a hot tub literally in the middle of nowhere. Where's the water coming from? How is it heated? Where are you getting electricity? I have question. a lot of questions. That's a great question. Um, you should do that for I'm your going entertainment to. tonight show. <laughs> I'm going to dive in. That's a plug for you. ET Live in the mornings now. Thank you, Juliet Lipman. Yes, in the mornings, 9 a.m. Pacific, and also do Roses and Rosé recapping, and you've got to come on ET Live and on Roses. I'd love to. Just let me know when you want me. So it's her birthday. She has it said it 13 times, and then they whip up the champagne. I want to talk about Colton's choice of drinks in a little bit, but whatever. Champagne is standard. A that's white that's wine. fine. Yeah, he's a white wine guy. <laughs> he sent him to the Real Housewives. Uh-huh. So they have the champagne, and he's like, let's each make a toast. And he goes first. And he his is like pretty generic bachelor guy to great to a great day, to opening up and to a beautiful journey, something along those lines. And then she goes cold. And this gets back to the point about her being a beauty pageant person. She prepares so much, like you know what's coming at you. When she's put on the spot, she just freezes. And here's what she said. Let's play the clip. Your turn. Stop stalling. Dang it. I really feel like you took my words. Yeah, I wish you would have let me go first. Um... <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> okay. Hey, how do I start it? What did you say? You say, let's make a toast too. Let's make a toast too. And then okay. put some words together. You just I'll put a bunch of words that sound good, that are real. They're real, real words. Okay. Real words. Solid <laughs> okay. advice from Colton. Put some words together. <laughs> let's you just say, let's make a toast. First. It's my birthday. So to Happy this birthday. amazing day. And... Um. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. It's okay, so painful. that was really long. I'm sorry. That was um. That wasn't even a minute though. That but was like 50 what? seconds of dead air or 45. I'm really sorry that I made you listen to the whole thing, but it was so cringeworthy. We needed to experience it together. My chest started to hurt, and I'm not joking. I. But what actually? I'm glad we listened to all of that because it just hit me how. Every response she had there actually was a pageant response. Yeah. She's like, you took my words as if another contestant had yeah. taken her answer. And I wish you'd let me go first. Yeah. Like, the order of the pageant. How much does it matter? I do think her and Colton feel an innate connection because he has talked so much about growing up being this football player. Mm-hmm. And I think she grew up training for this beauty pageant thing. And they both have performance anxiety. Uh-huh. And I think that connects them. And, I mean, look, it was— I also admired Colton for how much he kept acknowledging in his ITMs how horribly it was all going. (laughs) I thought he wasn't going to give her a rose, and I really wanted that to happen. I actually, I feel sorry for her, no problem with her, but um, it would have been unprecedented if the first one-on-one date did not end in a rose. Oh, but we had to get a rose, considering we've now discovered that Kaylin and her not just knew each other, but were roommates. roommates. Yes. I I can't wait for this to play out like the movie Drop Dead Gorgeous. I'm excited. Great movie. (laughs) I'm excited as well. I like Kaylin, actually. Mm -hmm. I think she's supposed to be a little bit villainous in this situation, or I don't know, or Hannah, just like, they just both keep referring to how she kind of like gets unraveled and like has a dark side. Well, and then Hannah at one point said that, quote, the one person in the world she has a problem with is Kaylin. Like, this seems deep. I know. And I was also wondering, I mean, now I I wanted to go deep dive on YouTube for like to see clips from their pageant. Like, why did Hannah lose? Good call. (laughs) Did she freeze? I gotta do that too. I don't no, but I I am intrigued by both of them, and I have not ruled either of them to be a villain. I think we got a lot more to unpack. Just here. like yeah, it's just like a real rivalry, which is mm. titillating. We don't get this often. I don't think it's we've not ever fabricated, pa- right? And I don't think we've ever had a pageant rivalry in any. No, we haven't. You know, actually, season. actually works well to have two people who know each other on a reality show and everyone else be strangers. Like off the top of my head, I could think of a few good examples. Like right now on Top Chef, Sarah and Kelsey secretly know each other, and that's like a fun little wrinkle. Mm. I don't think people know that yet. Back on. Spoiler. Yeah. 
Well, it's Top it's, Chef. It's, it's playing out on the show. They mention it, but like they're you mean other contestants. People. Yeah. Well, Andy Cohen has talked a lot about how on The Real Housewives, the seasons have worked the best when they start out with two people who really are friends. Yes. I mean, as the seasons change, they have to cast people. But yes. when it started with, you know, New Jersey family and women in Beverly Hills who really knew each other. Well, Lisa and Adrian were great on Beverly Hills together when they mm-hmm. were close friends and neighbors. That was great. And then, it's so, real reality yeah, TV. <laughs> I know. And then on um, Real World Seattle, the best season of the iconic show, mm. David and Nathan went to VMI together and then got cast on the show together. And they like they they knew each other. And it was great. It was great for the show. Bottom line, we are here for this. Yes, we are. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. And I'm excited about it. I also just like how, how they both like enter a different register of, of their voices when they talk about each other. Like one, like it's just like they have to take in a hush or like a deeper voice. And it's just like, oh my God, what's going to happen? I really love it. Did we see them when they said hi to each other? Like, have they acknowledged each other yet or is it that bad? They did. On the opening night, they, I watched, first of all, I watched the first episode like four times. So I've memorized it. (laughs) Um, They do acknowledge, like, hey, oh, hey, to know you're going to be here. Very brief in in the living room of the mansion. Well, that's the thing, too. They must have really had a falling out if they truly didn't know the other was going to be there. I know. If they had not been speaking. I know. No one knows how to wrong you quite like someone you're close to, you know? So it, it (laughs) it hurts a lot more when you're a good friend. So I'm not surprised. Oh, it's dark. And so then, so then they at the end we'll move on from Hannah B in a second. But I just love talking LA logistics at the beginning of the, mm. se- of the seasons. So they're in like the Malibu Mountains, and then they end their date on the Queen Mary, which I think was probably in Long Beach, if not like Marina Del Rey. That's very far away. I do wonder about the car rides. Are they riding together? They're separate. Or they're separate. I'm pretty sure okay. they're separate. Yeah. I mean, I, when I've talked to leads and contestants before, they've always said it's shocking how little time you actually yes. spend together on one-on-one dates. Yes. And it seemed like that was definitely true here, which is maybe why he was like, okay, giving her the rose because he didn't actually spend that much time with her. Because if you spend like a full 12 excruciating hours with someone, even 10, how do you want to see them again? You know what, though? I do also think that in these beginning stages— because you hear how the lead will say, like, I just need you to be, you know, just try to be yourself. I think that they tell them, like, look, cut people some slack in the beginning here. Because everybody's losing it. It's such a weird world to enter. And I almost think they'll be forgiving, you know, if if you have one grain of a normal conversation. Maybe you'll, you know. And also they ended on a good note with the dinner. Like, that got better. It's true. And also we had to keep around for the pageant drama, okay? Right. It's true. Yeah. I'm happy she's there. I'm happy. <laughs> Whatever. It was pretty wild. Uh, Let's move on. Other dates and other rivalries that emerged. The main rivalry of this season is not Onyeka and DJ Agro. You know know that Catherine's DJ name is DJ Agro, right? You know, I'd seen that on, like, her bio or something. Yeah, it's real. But then I feel we haven't actually seen that acknowledged in the show. No, it's not coming from the show. Right. If she doesn't DJ, I'm going to be pissed. Wait, who's the snorkel girl? Onyeka. Okay, yeah. I don't need drowning to hear her bitches. say she's drowning the, the bitch. No, He's drowning I'm, bitches anymore. I'm so that I, I wasn't here for it the first time, and I'm certainly not I, here for I it don't the like her either. either. Very uncouth. Mm-mm. One of my coworkers, Chris Ryan, famously doesn't like to go blue. And I agree. Let's keep it a little although I have I made a lot of jokes already on this podcast that would count as such. But anyway, it just was crass. It wasn't funny. No. I mean, I it came across mean. It came across so aggressive right out the gate without justification. I wasn't here for it. Also, how about, so Onyeka interrupts Sydney with the air horn and says, well, I was just feeling horny, which was funny. And, but also like not hot, like not like going to win Colton over. And then Sydney decides to get back at her by, by causing her, her own cacophony. I so was goes, dead. I, I love when they actually use the kitchen. <laughs> yes. And we saw them eating this time, which I also loved. And she goes in and she gets a pan. She's banging on him. And it's amazing. I loved it. I did. I couldn't even remember Sydney from before that moment. But now she's cemented in my head as the pan banger. And I loved it. And it reminded me of that old Oxygen show, Bad Girls Club. Of and I just, I thought it was great. She, you know, I thought she was going to walk away and get upset. No, she went and grabbed that pan that and dope. matched her ridiculousness of the air horn. And I was all for it. It was great. I, I agree. So... I was brought them up because I'm happy to say they're not the main. They're not the the main um, right uh, rivalry the main of the attraction show. Here. Mm-hmm. It's secondary. Onyeka is like doing her best to get the attention, but she can't keep up with Demi, who I knew was going to be our real villain. And man, was she ever! So Demi and Tracy end up on the first group date together, among many others, and it's hosted by Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman, which is like probably the second highest star power the show has ever had. I thought they were so funny and great. 
I mean, you know why? Because, well, first of all, I mean, I love them. She's unrecognizable now. I forgot that's what she looks like now, but that is not the Karen that we know from Will and Grace. I think it throws people to that her voice is not Karen's voice. Yeah. But you know why they were great? Because they were here for it. Like, they were following all yes. the good rules of improv, yes-anding each other, being on board with being fans of the show, whether they really are or not. I'm not sure. But they were just having a good time and being, like, sarcastic but playful and not sarcastic in a negative why the heck am I here way. It's cool when they get celebrities on who are really big fans of the show. That's what happened with Mila Mila Kutcher and Ashton. Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. She's married to him, yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, We're here. I love them. Their appearance on Rachel season was probably, like, my number one favorite celebrity moment. This might be number two, and I'm a huge Backstreet Boys fan. You know, oh, the they were we they were on the next season. Ones, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was like it was really fun to have them. And then the date was everyone had to tell a story of a first. Mm-hmm. So it was like first. It wasn't it wasn't called first things first, but I would have called it that. It was called something oh. similar. <laughs> and a lot of the people did not tell stories of first. They just didn't listen to the directions. Did you pick up on that? Another title option. First is the worst. Yeah, they're telling terrible stories here. That they had a lot of a lot of chances here. <laughs> Uh, you know, on these dates, I think we're always playing it fast and loose with exactly what the parameters are. But I I loved what Demi did. Demi, yeah. So <laughs> we'll get to her. So Anyeka runs back her line originally and yells drowning in bitches and talks to having a snorkel. Nicole, who's from Miami, who has the autistic brother, which she talked about in death, was very sweet this week. She mentions her first time dating, like, a white American guy. And I was like, okay, cool. Ooh, uh, yeah. There was just some other... And then Tracy tells this story about, like, coming in second, which I was like, this is not... This is about firsts, but okay, fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of weird ones. And then Demi... Oh, you paid more attention to these stories than I did. I applaud you, Julie. Thank you. <laughs> I was zoning out a little bit. <laughs> I was intrigued to find out what people were going to say. Yeah, yeah. And then Demi... She just, she crushes it. First of all, she's wearing these jeans that have tassels on the end. It looks like she borrowed Lily James's wardrobe from Mamma Mia 2 or something like that. And she tells a story about her first kiss with Colton, (laughs) but that kiss hasn't happened yet. So she talks about being on the show and then she like storms off the stage down to Colton and she kisses him in front of everyone. It was ballsy. Bold, strong. The only thing I would have changed, and I think this is maybe what set people over the edge with being annoyed with her, and maybe she wanted to annoy people, is... She definitely wanted to annoy people. annoy people. Uh, when she said, and I'll get the first group date rose. If she just said, and that's the story of when I had my first kiss with Colton or yeah. whatever, but she went right for the rose. Yeah. She's giving me Corinne vibes very much so. <sighs> She, I like, I am enjoying her more than Corinne. Corinne really used her sexuality, like, from the beginning in a way that I found off-putting. Juliet, by the end of the episode, she's in a robe massaging him. But it's just so childish and, like, ridiculous. Like, Corinne brought, was She like, said she's a funfetti cake, and he's got to try all the flavors. I do love funfetti cake. <laughs> I said that, too. <laughs> when she said that on the episode, on the premiere, I was like, oh, man, I really want some funfetti cake right now. <laughs> um, She, but the difference between her and Corinne is, is like, she did like the cheesy like massage. Like I massages aren't like actually sexual to me. Like that kind of thing. But like with Corinne, she got the bouncy castle was like in a bikini and like straddled Nick. That's a lot more sexual. I mean, in the teaser for next week, Demi is spanking him with a paddle. That's true. I also Nick is, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but Nick is more sexual than Colton. So oh, it just 100%. Take, takes on a different tenor. hundred percent. But Demi reminds me of the little girl from Problem Child 2, like grown up. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. I did, but I certainly don't remember who you're talking about. <laughs> she just seems like she was, like, cooked in a lab and, like, meant to be a, a, a troublemaker. I Also, the whole thing with her mom being in prison, that's how she introduces herself. This is all, this is all a game for her. I, ugh, I think I would feel differently about Demi if I didn't feel the way I do about Tracy, which was, I, I thought Tracy was behaving like Horribly. an absolute child. So, okay. Very clearly, Demi is 23 and Tracy is 31. This comes up a lot. And, well, for one— Can I go on a rant about the ageism for a moment? Yeah, I want to hear it. I was so frustrated with so many things in this episode. In the premiere—look, I love the show. I'm loving this season so far. I'm loving it. In the premiere, my issue was I thought that a lot of jokes were made about Colton's sexuality, which would have not flown the other way around. Absolutely not. Can you imagine the men making a joke about taking a female virgin, bachelorette's virginity like that? It would have been— 
dubbed harassment. I also, I find talking about Colton's virginity boring. Like, who cares? You know what? When he told Hannah, I understand why the women want to ask him. If I was dating a guy and yeah. he was a virgin at 26, I don't want to ask why. they And they're really trying to get to know him. I literally thought to myself, so that we can avoid having this conversation on everyone on one date, he needs to gather them in a room no. and tell them all. Tell the story. Yes, do a PowerPoint presentation because I don't want to watch the same conversation over Me and over neither. again. Me yeah. that interesting. Well, and I feel like, but it is, you know, it's going to get to him and it's going to, he's going to hit that breaking point and that's when we get drama. But um, I interrupted you. You're really right. Like if, if it was the other way around, all this virginity conversation, like taking your V card would be totally inappropriate. It would be totally. It's like the movie, She's All That. Yes. Yeah. You are here with the movie references today, Julia. And why. always. No, I love it. <laughs> but then this week, this ageism stuff. I mean, on Ari's season, it was the issue of Becca's 23 and he's 37 or whatever. And oh, she's not ready. But what nobody ever talked about was like, is it okay for a guy? I don't know. I think I just, I don't like the Colton's Cougars thing. Mm -hmm. I don't like the, the age is a disadvantage. I don't like, whoa, she's 31 and he's 26. Wow. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. If it was a 31-year-old guy dating a 26-year-old woman, nobody would blink an eye about it. And I'm disappointed that it's a topic of discussion and that it's becoming a point of contention. No one would blink an eye at it. It's true with a guy of 31 a woman who's 26. However, I don't like it. As a woman in my Mm -hmm. 30s, I find it very irritating that it's harder. I'm I'm almost 33, and it's harder for women to date down or even at their own age in their early 30s than it is for men. And I under and, and so I get mm-hmm. the animosity towards younger women. Like women, I'm just like you don't get it. Like you're like I, I I get that a lot in like a when it comes to dating, you know. And I don't think that's like excuses anyone's behavior, but the, there's like a, a real nuance to this kind of thing. And I understand why like Tracy would be defensive and like mad at this 23 year old who's just like flaunting her body or whatever. But then Tracy ends up crying I know, Tracy's that hand. And also, she's just, <sighs> she's so obnoxious. In the group date at the cocktail party, she is pretty condescending towards Demi, and she's decided to, like, take on Demi as, like, her, her case. Mm-hmm. And, In the most passive-aggressive way. And I, I found it to be very disingenuous. And demeaning, too. And mm-hmm. she's, like, patting down her flyaways or whatever. The, so demeaning, yes. yes. I thought to myself, this gesture can go one of two ways for women. It can either be like, girl, let me help you out. You got yeah. it. Or it can be so... <laughs> Like, look, you're not perfect. Condescending. I'll point it out to you. Yes, and let me make you feel insecure like there's something wrong with your face or your hair or something. Yeah. It was not cool. It was really not cool. Well, the whole thing is just messed up. Like, I, I don't like it. Demi, she has this one quote. It's very quick, but she kind of, like, reiterates it a million times. Let's play it. I'm not worried about it because there's no advantage to being an older woman here. My main reason for being here is for Colton, so... Like, what does that even mean? I have no idea what that means. I'm not okay with any part of the discussion. I thought, I forget the redheaded woman's name. Elise. Elise, thank you. God, you are, I'm just still in that place where I'm like, you know, the one with the hat. <laughs> but, well, Tracy was wearing the hat, by the way. Tracy's she wearing She looks really silly in it. it. Tracy's a stylist, and yet she's wearing the worst outfits of anyone there. It was weirdly alarming to see someone wearing a hat on the show, yeah, wasn't it? Like, I they w- don't usually let them wear hats. I would say, I didn't think it was allowed. No, they aren't supposed to wear hats or sunglasses. Yeah, so you can see their face. Nothing. Yeah. But it was kind of like tilted back. <laughs> yeah. She looks stupid. I mean, I'm sorry, she looks stupid. It was just so, as Demi would say, off-putting or off-put. But I agreed with what Elise said when she was talking to Colton and saying, people of different ages can have had different experiences. Yeah, And you can be 23 and you've been through a ton and you can be 31 and have been through nothing or vice versa. And look at Hannah G. I think she's 23, Mm -hmm. behaving in a totally different way than Demi. Look at Elise, 31, behaving in a totally different way than Tracy. Maturity doesn't always correlate to age, is the point. 100 it's just, like, annoying to watch. But I, Demi is the, is the villain. If I was in the house, I'd probably be on Tracy's side. But I think in the house, I would still dislike both of them. Tracy Ugh. just goes—so then at the final cocktail party at the end, when Demi interrupts her— she interrupts Tracy and Colton, which I'm sure was premeditated. And then she's wearing a robe, and she takes Colton upstairs. She's, like, wearing, like, a nighty, but it's, like, not hot. And then, like, like makes him lie down and, like, gets on his back and, and gives him a massage. And Tracy <laughs> goes to her room to cry when this To happens. cry on the floor. Yeah. Not even in the bathroom. Not even sitting on a piece of furniture. She's, She's very, on the floor. Very clearly went to a place where they have cameras. There's places in that house where if you didn't want to see be seen crying, like the bathroom. you could go there. Yeah, like the bathroom. And it's hard for me to believe a bachelor's never had sex in one of those bathrooms, like illicitly. But I guess it's just too, oh, too early in the well, season. Well, can we say that it's never no. happened? No. I think we'd have heard about it by now. Oh, I don't know. From the early seasons, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Bob Guinea or something. <laughs> <laughs> Name somebody. Just kidding. <laughs> um, I. 
I thought it was weird that she gave him a massage like with his collared shirt on. Yeah. I was like, are you enjoying this? This is like <laughs> that was, was so stupid. It was, it was, it was just like, not not cute, but whatever. The, there are so many times on this show when I think to myself. Do people know what sexy is? Like, I don't know. That's not sexy to me. To for me to like well, to go on this show, you have to be like have a warped conception of relationships, career paths, and sexiness. Yeah, because Colton is not sexy. Even Ben, who I love, I'm not sure I would say is like sexy. <sighs> it's tough. I never trust my own judgment on contestants sometimes because it's like I interview them and I know them and so it's, I'd look at them differently. Same. Colton is not like, I think he is a good looking guy 100%. Objectively handsome looks like yes. a Kendall. Not my personal type, but like, you know, I mean, earlier I was talking to somebody at my at our office and she was like, I think he's so hot. So I'm like, okay, I gotta just, I gotta go to the people on this one. I don't know. I like a real fuck boy. And so none of, and they don't usually cast fuck boys. <laughs> okay, Juliet. It's now true. remember earlier when we were talking about your dating life. What's going on? So that's why it's a disaster. <laughs> Maybe we'll add this portion out. Who's to say? Um, Demi was also really useful this week because she illuminated many people's choice of drinks. So they were like these wide shots of her, like during the cocktail party after the first group date. Uh, I couldn't tell what she was drinking, but it was red. It made me think it was like a, some kind of pina colada, flavored pina colada or something like that. Was or, it like a slush? Slushy? Yeah, it, it looks oh, that way. Or I was like, are you having a... My other thought was maybe it's a Bloody Mary. Wow. And she's like in already hung, uh, hung over at night, perhaps. She'd oh, been wow. drinking during the day. I don't know. I also noticed that Brie had something that looked like a Long Island iced tea. And I was like, hell yeah, girl. Get get your money's worth in those two drinks per hour. Oh, I'd be like, can I have a Casamigos yeah. tequila? Just a splash of lime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and most importantly, I think for the first time in years, I can't remember the last Bachelor to do this, Colton's choice of drink is not whiskey. It is white, white wine. wine. I mean, Ari did red. Yes. You know who I do remember drinking white wine, and I remember it shocking me? Ben Flanick? Jordan Rogers. Oh, Jordan Rogers. Interesting. White wine drinker. Not the lead. Is this a football guy thing? Maybe. And then once I know it's white wine, I also have a lot of questions, because I think you can tell a lot by somebody's wine choice. Like, is it a Chard? Sure. Is it a Pinot Gris? Sure. Is it a Sauve Blanc? What well, are we talking here? Well, I'm sharing a lot about myself with you <laughs> today. I'll just share with you my current drink of choice. Okay is a white wine cooler. Like, just give me a giant wine glass, half wine, half seltzer, let's go. I love this. Yes, it's great. Great. I, it's, I, I feel like it's okay because I do it on Ladies of London, my favorite reality show of all time. Why is that shown on, on cameras? Or I don't on know. Still? I don't really know, but I, I dream of going to the Draycott owned by Marissa Hermer all the time. I shall go. I oh promise you. Oh my gosh, you. I have her email. We're going to go. <gasps> yes! <laughs> We're going to go. Anyway, I just want to be like, I feel like Colton could be a white wine spritzer guy as well. I completely agree. Yeah. I could just see it happening. But I just feel like that speaks volumes. That's, what do you that think it drink. says? That he's not a hardcore drinker, which I respect. Mm-hmm. Cool. I mean, I also respect hardcore drinkers, but I just feel like it's kind of new to him. <laughs> new to him. And that he just sort of like does it socially. And does White it. wine is how you ease in. Nobody yeah. starts drinking red wine. No. You start with like Moscato and then you move forward. And if you are going to start red wine, you usually start with a Malbec. I think that's that's like a, a beginner's red wine. Mm. I don't know. And white white wines has so many pop culture connotations at this point. It's just it's just fascinating. We got fucking Pinot Grigio girls from Lady Gaga, you know. Oh, we got Ramona yes. Singers, Pinot Pino Grigio. Time. Yeah. There's yes. so, there's so much. <laughs> there's really so much. And there's so much more to get to, but first let's talk about today's sponsors. There's plenty more Bachelor to discuss, but first let's talk about today's sponsors. Zola is reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in couples' lives even happier, combining compassionate customer service with modern tools and technology, all in the service of love. We love love here. Zola is the easiest way to plan your wedding and register. With free wedding websites, your dream wedding registry, affordable save-the-dates and invitations, and easy-to-use planning tools. Start with a free wedding website. It takes just minutes to set up, and you can choose from over 100 beautiful designs that fit any style and every type of wedding. Put your Zola registry on your wedding website so guests can get all the details they need and buy your wedding gifts in one convenient place. The Zola store has the widest selection of gifts at all different price points from over 500 brands. There's something for every guest to give. I'm not married yet, but when I have encountered a Zola wedding website, it's one of the easiest to use. Everything you need is right there. It's easy to give a gift. It all works right there. I highly recommend it. To start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola, 
Go to Zola.com slash bachelor. That's Z-O-L-A.com slash bachelor to get $50 off your registry today. Today's episode is also sponsored by the Fit Plan app. Bang and bods aren't just for rich and famous people anymore. The Fit Plan app is changing the game by making personal training affordable and doable for everyone. With Fit Plan, you get step by step personal training from the world's top fitness experts like Kim Kardashian's trainer, Fit Girl Mel, Amanda Cerny, Jen Selter, Brittany Babe, and more. With over 50 personal training programs for all levels, you can shred fat, build muscle, and shape the physique you've always wanted for real this time. New to working out? Build your gym confidence with beginner's plans designed to make you feel like a pro. Love working out at home or on the go? Fit Plans got minimal and equipment-free plans too. Choose from resistance and body weight training programs, cardio, strong by Zumba, and tons more. And you can do this all for as low as $8.99 per month. That's less than that CBD superfood smoothie you bought yesterday. The best part is that FitPlan is giving Bachelor Party listeners 30 days for free. Just visit fitplanapp.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code BATCHPARTY. That's fitplanapp.com slash subscribe, promo code BATCHPARTY. And now back to the show. All right, we haven't covered one of the dates. We got to talk about it. Camp? Camp. The camp date. And... This is a sneaky, you know, I want to talk about rivalries and antagonists. Mm. I can't tell if this was true friendship or sneaky sabotage. And that is the second group date is a, is camp. And the girls are split up into two teams of five. And they have to compete in three um, events. One's Why like, wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? <laughs> what Great more question. can we do to further these relationships? I've noticed chopping wood has become like a bachelor trope of recent yes. years, hasn't the it? The axe is really in mm-hmm. across America. Axe throwing bars are like a thing right now. Yes. And the bachelor was kind of really Possibly to the responsible for it. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. When they did those games in Becca's season, it was mm-hmm. in John. John Luke John Pell won. chopped wood to warm up the hot tub on JoJo Fletcher's. You're right. I forgot about that. Oh, we got to chop wood. Yep. Yeah. It's so, phallic. It's masculine. It's muscular. I don't know. Sure. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) So they are broken up into two teams. The team that wins gets to stay overnight at this camp with Colton. Again, as always, highly confused by the parameters, the goals, the prizes of the game. But sure. sure. (laughs) So the the three the three uh, events are tug of war, a relay, and the canoe race. And we had Billy Eichner. And Billy Eichner, who was fantastic. How about when he said to Colton, "Maybe you're the first gay bachelor ever, and you don't even know." That was uncomfortable because it could be true. We don't know. I, I, you know, it's like who are we talking about with the we? Everyone. I, I like. I Colton just laughed it off. Great. Uh, Billy Eichner. You know, Bachelor fan. I couldn't tell. He was one where he was a little. He leaned a little more negative to me. I was like, does he want to be there? He said. I mean, he made one joke at one point about like I wanted a guest spot on the Goldbergs. But I love Billy Eichner. I wanted him to be like doing Billy on the street on the yeah. episode somehow, like maybe grabbing Colton and running around with him, or like I don't know. I wanted him to be doing his thing. But camp counselor. They should have recorded that beforehand as like promo. Please. I like Billy on the Street, but I really like it now because Lin-Manuel Miranda was on it, and I'm a super fan of Lin-Manuel. Oh. So, yeah, it was like this great stuff. He did it for Mary Poppins. Anyway, so they're at camp, and one team wins, which is fine. And then the winner of the group, uh, winner of the rose on that group date is Heather, and this is coming off advice she had received from Cassie. Let's roll this clip. So tonight, I think I want to tell Colton that I haven't kissed anyone yet. I feel like I have to, like, drop a bomb on him. I think it's, like, endearing, and it should be something that, like, someone you tell it to, they're going to be, like, awesome. It would set you apart, and it would grow your relationship faster, which is what you do want. I don't know. I'm in really in my head. What my fear is, he's going to, like, see that as who I am rather than, like, just a part of me, and that's what I don't want. Okay. So I wasn't sure if it was good advice that Cassie gave. I mean, you know, Heather, and she did tell him, and, and he, she ended up getting the rose. I don't know. I thought that was a good conversation. I mean, they were really connecting. Who could he connect with more than someone who's also a virgin about sure. this thing that his whole season has been built around? I was interested in when he didn't go in for the kiss and also couldn't tell. Yes, he did not kiss her. Yeah, which I thought was respectful. Maybe he's sitting there thinking, we've just talked about how we're both holding on to these moments as— a chance to wait for the right moment, but, like, did she want— I feel like she's got to say, kiss me. Like, it's got to be that moment where she has to say it because now he doesn't want to cross that line if she doesn't, you know, sure. without her awareness of what she really wants. Sure. My, yeah. My main question about that is, how did you not— like, sex is one thing, but how did you not get 
drunk enough at any point in your life to just like kiss someone that you like wanted to kiss. Maybe not a drinker. I guess not. I didn't notice what she was drinking. <sighs> I, I, I I see so much of like early early makeouts through the prism of like how drunk are you? You know, <laughs> like from when you're like sixteen. I would be interested to know when you say you've never been kissed. Do you mean you didn't even have like a middle school peck? Like your first, you know, like cute little we're all experimenting I don't know. with kissing. Like I, I do want to know because it was interesting to me too. Like we also learned during Colton's first. I thought, and I could be wrong, but I thought Colton had said on Becca's season that, like, no one, not even his family, knew that he was a virgin. And then his story was about telling a guy in a locker room. Yeah. So I was confused by that. And so, you know, maybe we're playing it fast and loose with the absolutes here. Sure. <laughs> She's, she has had some level of a first kiss. Maybe no tongue. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to adjudicate it. It makes me too uncomfortable. I but don't know. I, thought it, I think it's interesting that Heather and Cassie have become, like, clearly good friends. We've seen them talking to each other a few times. I feel we still know so little about Cassie, but Nothing. one thing that's— I don't know anything. Did you notice that when she came on the first episode with the box of butterflies, the Colton picked one up and put it in his jacket? I did. I think a totem— Sure. Taking is meaningful. I believe she's Molly McNerney's pick to win from the Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay. I believe. So did they spend the night together? Okay. I was so confused by the Thank end of the date. Thank you for bringing this up. <laughs> this is what I want to talk about next, which is there was a series of missed opportunities on this on this whole episode. Number one yes, was but, Colton not kissing her. Like, what the fuck? Yes. Can I also say about the camping date, did they really name the teams red and yellow? Red and yellow, I yeah. mean, come on. Another opportunity. We could have, the red roses, the white wines. That's a great <laughs> like, point. What are we Colton's doing here? ketchup and Colton's mustard. <laughs> like, come on. Anything. Um, and so the reason they were so excited is because they got to stay overnight at the same place as Colton. But then, and we see the, him giving out the rose. We see the usual cocktail party, and that's it. Why, in God's <sighs> name, did no one sneak over to his cabin? Where was the payoff here? That was an absolutely prime opportunity for someone to wear a robe for a reason and sneak over and have that little conversation that they pretend is like them sneaking, but obviously they had to grab a producer because it's all being caught on camera, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I felt there was no payoff to it. Demi I was would upset. have done it. I was pissed she wasn't there. Demi would have done it. You're totally right. What the f- Fuck, use that moment. Like, what's the point of being overnight in the same place if you don't go to his cabin? If there's one thing I'm sick of, and we'll get past it soon, but I am sick of when women are upset. Like, she keeps stealing him. She keeps taking the time. You've all seen the show. We all know what we're doing here. Be bold. Be aggressive. Go talk to the person. Go sneak. Do it. We love to watch it, and it is the way you're going to get to know this guy. Like, no, you can't sit back and wait for him to go talk to you in this environment. It's not a normal environment. And... I was also frustrated by the whole spending the night thing because we've spent the first two episodes learning that Colton is not going to just sleep with anybody, that right. he's waiting for the right heart. And then we were sort of teasing, and the girls were like, well, what do you think? Yeah, no, it could get intimate tonight. I was like, no, no, it can't. Can we not be fake about this? No, he's not going to have sex with someone in the cabin. And nobody even went over and said hello. I know, just get some extra time. <laughs> you could just, like, make out. Get yeah. handsy. Lie in bed. Don't even get handsy. Snow. I don't know. Just get to know each other a little bit yeah. write him a note like Something. throw some rocks at his door I went to summer camp for 10 years there's plenty of things you, oh. can, you can do to like indicate interest in, in a non-sexual way like 100% <laughs> I mean things that do you ever watch Naked and Afraid oh my god have I ever great show a great show I was thinking that show is not sexual at all though but it's like things get more intimate. intimate more quickly on that show. Yeah. yeah, I would love a Bachelor-style Naked and Afraid date. Oh, my God. Did you ever watch Dating Naked on VH1? Heard about it, saw the trailers, didn't bring myself to view it. Amazing show. I'm not joking. <laughs> okay. Season one was so good. It was like a social experiment, and I loved it. The Bachelor's a social experiment. And the weird thing was, like, they would, like, have to like, wear shoes because, like, walking around the jungle, so they'd be all naked and, like, wearing sneakers. It couldn't, oh. couldn't be less attractive. At least they got shoes. I'm naked and afraid they don't get shoes. I know. Well, that's that. different. That's, yeah. like, opting into a survivor challenge. It's different. But yeah. I just could not believe no one went over. What an absolute waste. If I were a producer on that show, I would have planted the seed and forced someone to do it. <sighs> you know, it, it, it is interesting to me. I would watch a behind-the-scenes episode at one point, or not behind-the-scenes, but like a lost footage or whatever, because did you notice, too, on the premiere, what a lot of people were saying was that there were actually press photos out there of another kiss, mm. and it didn't actually air on the premiere. So sometimes I'm interested in why stuff gets cut or added. You know, I mean, of course I'm interested in that, but I would love to see, was there footage we didn't see from this camp date? There's there's some weird stuff happening with this season, like production-wise. I've, no, I've noticed think? that already. Yeah. What? So first of all, this episode opened with Colton vlogging from his bed. Oh my God. I can't believe we haven't talked about that. It's a no for me. Why? It's a reality show. I don't need you to vlog. 
like on a reality show. Like, and who is he talking to? Us? We already get the ITMs. He wasn't like, hey guys, like who are we supposed to believe that this vlog is for? The vlog had to be edited. So really what's the, it was I don't, I don't know the thinking behind it. It's supposed to be more intimate. It's supposed to allow Colton to get, maybe it's for Colton to be more comfortable with the cameras in his room that early. I don't know. It was really weird though. Like, they need coverage for something and so they had him do it I don't know that was very strange it was so unpolished and this is a really polished show it was so unpolished and I just thought to myself we're used to polish like yes. yeah we're used to ITMs we're used to sound bites and I also feel that they filmed him taking one really long shower one time yes. and now they're peppering they're that over and over. Over, and over again it's like that's clearly like the hotel in Westlake Village yes, where he I- stays I need someone to get fired and from the show and be angry and like write an anonymous blog about like what really happened on production with Colton because I think a lot of weird shit went down. Okay. I also noticed that they're showing this season on like a lot and they showed it at the first commercial break this season or this episode this week. Yes. And they also showed a couple more clips later on in the episode and mm-hmm. that's also just really weird. It's like are they worried we don't care about Colton because it, it's an indication the people who are in it are a lot are like Kaylin, Hannah G. Heather, it's like very obvious who sticks around based on the Demi's in it quite a bit. Like, but it rules out so many of the women. I very much care. Yeah. I mean, I care too, but I'm just wondering if it's like kind of like Ari trauma or like Mm. people didn't care enough or something. I don't know. I just think it's weird they're doing that. And then another thing I noticed is in the, they do this every episode too. They'll show the first, it's like kind of like the first morning the women are like kind of on a schedule. The day of the first group date, they show the women like, hanging out in the living room they happened to be eating this time which I loved the camera work was really different it was a lot more like verite it wasn't the same kind of like glossy style and I just noticed it because it just looked so different they're definitely trying some new things I actually remember thinking with the intro packages that they looked glossier than they have in the past so I don't know maybe we're using a couple different cameras (laughs) maybe we bought a new camera (laughs) I'm just saying production production seems like it was wonky I'll be very interested to see um, with Bachelorette, it's the first season in a long time where Elon Gale won't be involved. So I'll be interested to see. Did you ever find out what happened there? Um, I mean, what I'd heard was, I, I you know, what what was out there that he— Interested in other projects? I, I, I think we saw that, you know, he was writing books and he was, um, like, kind of exploring other types of production. I think it was not um, a super dramatic parting of ways. And— hmm. I mean, he was just at Ari's wedding over the weekend. Like, right. obviously, he's still friends with everybody. Um, was that filmed, by the way? It was, right? No, not filmed. It was not? No. Huh. Just on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Why have Chris Harrison officiate if it's not being filmed? <sighs> I mean, has Ari done anything? Explicable? Up no. to Bachelor standards? No. <laughs> he has not. Lauren, very pretty girl. Gorge. She's so thin. I can't can't, can't get over it. Still. Is she? I just am so taken aback by the beauty of her hair. Every time I see it her, it is I just really nice. Staring at her hair, I think how she's much, lovely. How much did you stalk their wedding on social media? Not that much. So they had Mikkel there. They had, I believe, her name was Jacqueline Trombolina on Instagram. Yes. They had Jenna of the scandal of Jordan and, Jen- and yes. Jenna. That was like kind of it. Not mm-hmm. a lot of people there. From oh, I think um, Sean Lowe and and uh, Catherine were there, mm-hmm. and of course Sean and Ari were on Emily seasons together. Not a lot of drama there, but. They just seemed, uh, it just seemed pretty basic. Cool Hawaiian wedding. Whatever. I love Hawaii. I would be interested to know from Ari if, I don't know, it's hard because obviously he met Lauren, but like, I just don't think he really wanted to be on TV. (laughs) It's all, I don't know. We're moving forward. (laughs) I don't know why he agreed to it in the first place. Yes, we are moving forward. What a great (laughs) attitude, Lauren. (laughs) I want to talk about some, some more recent news. We tipped this at the beginning. Kaylin and Jason went on like a three-day date oh, with each other in Denver for I, all the world to see. For all the world to see. You know what, though? I appreciated that they just did Instagram it because, I mean, they talk about it on her podcast. He tells me about it in an interview. Obviously, they knew everyone was going to know. Did, so he, they, did you know he was going to do that? Was that premeditated at all? So tell us what happened. Explain, break it down beat by beat. No. Well, he came. He and Blake came in for an interview the morning after a Bachelor premiere. Mm-hmm. And I asked him— fans have been wanting you to take Caitlin out. Are you going to take her out? And he said, I actually just filmed her podcast this morning and I asked her out on the podcast. So look, they're putting it out there. He Mm -hmm. asked her out on the podcast. They're Instagramming it all, whatever. But I do think they're a good match. Do you think it's real at all, though? I think that there is, I mean, I think that it's real and that like, 
I think they have some stuff in common and they're both pretty smart mm-hmm. and they like to have a good time. And so like, let's do it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't want to judge like how, I don't know. I guess I accept judge the reality. Away. Come on. I accept this is the, the, <laughs> it's the bachelor <laughs> podcast. We're here to judge. <laughs> I accept the reality that they have given me, which is that they went on a couple dates and they're exploring it. I don't know. I also think these things are hard because like, look at the end of the day, they, they live in different states. Sure. Um, I don't know what's going on with Caitlin and like where she's going to live because her and Sean shared that house in um, Nashville. And did she move to Nashville for him? She did, right? She'd been yeah. in Vancouver. Yeah. Hmm, so I don't know what's happening there. I like Jason a lot. I just wish I could know who the real Jason is. A little bit less polish, mm. a little bit more like down sometimes. Just like Jason just I makes feel like you're like, talking about his hair. Just a little down. It's a full metaphor. <laughs> also, they spent a lot of time with bachelor friends. Also in the mix there was Blake, of course. Um Brandy yes. Cyrus, Olivia Caridi, who Huge second life for Olivia. She was like an unfair villain on Ben's season, and mm. she was left on that island in the cold. And um, yes, she was. <laughs> it was so mean, but she's just all over all over the Bachelor Nation Instagram podcast world. I thought she was like not prepared when she went on that show. Yeah. She did not know what that was going to spiral into. Right and now, she's ready for it. Yeah. Can I go back quickly to something on the episode? Of course. What was your reaction when Tracy was deeply offended that Demi touched the rose? That Tracy needs, like, a Xanax. <laughs> In the words of Ramona Singer, take, take a Xanax, Xanax, calm down. down. Exactly. I could not have agreed less. I almost, I yelled at my TV. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, it is rude. It's just rude. Girl. Disrespectful. I think she's getting caught up in, and this is what I mean, in these initial episodes, you see people, like, lose it. Yeah. And that, I think, is the social experiment part of it of, oh, my God, you're suddenly in this environment with all these new people, no phone, no awareness of what's going on in the world, and you are, like, breaking down. And I think she's breaking down. She sucks. It seems like she has no friends. <laughs> like, outside of the show. Maybe she does there. But she just, she's really sucks. She thinks she knows everything. She probably doesn't know anything. It's really, she's just not fun. Don't care for her at all. <sighs> she's wearing that hat. I know. Yeah. Really tough. Really tough. tough. tough, tough Any other notes about the episode that I deprived you of? You know, Colton was giving me Ben Higgins vibes. Interesting. That's, I think, perhaps an insult to my beloved Ben. <laughs> I love ex- Ben, explain. too. I love Ben. I, I love Colton, actually. I think that they are both a little bit of a mess mm. as bachelors. And like at some point, I think Elise said she was like, Colton's so comfortable and confident. I don't think Colton's so comfortable and confident. No, me neither. And I'm great with that. I think Colton's got a lot to figure out still. And I was excited for him to be the bachelor because I thought he'd be messy. So I do like that. Great, great TV. Great yeah. TV. Yeah. And I also think he's acknowledged that he has a lot to figure out still. But um, that's why he gives me Ben Higgins vibes because— I think somebody has said, you know, maybe the only person to cry more than Colton was Ben. Ben cried a lot in his season. They're about the same age. Ben, good guy. Uh, yeah, Ben was 26. Yeah, uh, both a lot to figure out. Ben's very different now than he was when he was a lead on the show. You know, th- those couple years change you. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's got a lot He's a lot more poised. I don't know, I love Ben. I, I know, I do too. I'm so biased, I can't even talk about him. <laughs> I just love him. Yeah, no, totally, he is. But that's, I think that Colton is giving me... Ben vibes in the, like, rawness, the tears, good guy, messy, want to see what happens next. Okay. Mm -hmm. Finally today, we have to go over the Chris Harrison TRT. Oh, okay. He appeared for a whopping three minutes and 22 seconds. (sighs) Down by one minute, excluding the live portions of last week's episode. About one minute. How do you feel about it? I thought it seemed like way less. I think this is actually surprisingly high to me. Mm-hmm. I like Chris Harrison. He seems to be beloved. So why why fight it? <laughs> I am all for it. More Chris Harrison on the show. I always go back to, and I'm bringing Ben up again, but sure. I was captivated during that scene in Bachelor Winter Games when Chris mm-hmm. and Ben were talking and Ben started crying. And I want like the Chris Harrison emotional sit down. Every single season. I would like to see him sit down with the contestants more because I think that he's such a, I mean, as that tribute video showed, he is the consistent thing in Bachelor Nation. So I think that con- especially new contestants who like don't know him very well are probably intimidated by That's him. Want to tell him everything because they're like, this is Chris Harrison. So have him do a sit down with these people and like get them to really reveal some stuff. I'm here for it. That's a great idea. 
Yeah. I mean, we see him do it in on the live finales. Right. But I want to see it more through the season. And there's always like a few like producers get assigned to the to the mm-hmm. contestants and the kind of are their person and coaxings out of them, but also become a good friend, whatever. I'd like to see more of that too. I think when you see someone, what they should do is when they see somebody like reaching an emotional point, be like, you know, why don't we come have you talk to Chris? Yeah, and they totally. Just, like Tracy, yes, you need a breather. Let's take you out of this for a <laughs> Can minute. Can you imagine if Chris had walked in, <laughs> sat next to her on the floor? Tracy, <laughs> Tracy, what's going on? Tracy, how are you feeling? I, Tracy, I, oh my god, take a minute, collect your thoughts. Meet me in the truth booth. <laughs> like something like that, you know? <laughs> I'm here for it. And then you ever talk to Chris and then Demi comes. Oh, my God. That would be great. Yes. That would be great. Thank you. They have a staff psychologist on the show. Like, let's lean into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not? What are your dreams for the rest of this season? I hope to reduce the virginity discussions. Getting mm. getting stale. Mm. Same answer from him every time, to his credit, I guess. I would like for more tension between Kaylin and Hannah B. Oh, I think we've got to get at some point some kind of pageant-related date I, that they're both on. I'm really jealous they're going to Singapore. Ever since the so crazy rich Asians, I've really wanted to go. Oh. But now I want to go less because The Bachelor went. Like, I can't go somewhere they go on a bachelor date, you know? But oh, I Well, all of Asia is out for you. They have been I know. They've there. been everywhere. <laughs> everywhere with, like, a nice beach. And that's kind of, like, all I care about. You can never go to Thailand or the Bahamas. <laughs> no. Also, I really want to go to the Maldives. And obviously, they went there for Becca's finale. Mm. So, I guess I'll have to go to the Seychelles or Mauritius. Fine. Okay. But I just am interested in, like, nice beaches. Um. Anyway, I'm jealous that they're going to Singapore. And I want, like, to understand Colton more. Like, right now, he's just, like, a weird, a weirdo to me. And it's not because he's a virgin. It's just because he has, so like, such emotional shallowness and I similar to Jason he's like a little like what we're getting from him is like the polished version and I want to see him come on down a little bit more to like really know who he is interesting what are you hoping for well I no oh man I'm not even sure that we're getting the polished version I think he's just like trying like I don't think he's I think the difference is that Jason is a little bit more able to give that like like Jason's in business you know and he's like had to like yeah. he's like done deals with people and I think like you see that and he kind of knows how to give you polish Colton I think is just like trying <laughs> and he's we I don't I think we will get you know I mean we've seen that teaser where he's hugging the producer and crying and saying you know I'm scared so I interviewed him morning after the premiere and he told me he quit the show he yeah said, I heard that's true jumped over the fence I heard he disappeared for two days yeah, gone. I mean, I don't know about the two days. I can't confirm that. But he said there was no Bachelor. Quit the show. I mean, my first question was, where did you go? You, you don't have a phone. It's okay? true. <laughs> but he's been very big on, like, I play, I make the rules. I do. I did what I wanted to do this season. So I don't know. I'm interested in that. They teased this episode. They said something like, or they showed a bite of him saying, I'm not afraid to be the most hated Bachelor by not getting engaged. And I was like, well, that wouldn't make you the most hated Bachelor, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if he gets engaged. Me neither. Couldn't care less. I I think the show I kind keeps... of hope he doesn't get engaged. He's obviously not ready. Even he just has a lot to a life to live. Mm-hmm. Live your life. Colton. Live your life, Colton. Uh, Lauren, live yours as well. Live, oh. live on Entertainment Tonight every morning. Et live every morning. Juliet's gonna come on. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, have me whenever. You, whenever I'm very very available <laughs> over here. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for coming. It's always great having you on. And thanks to today's sponsor, Zola. Don't forget to use them for your wedding registry. And the Fit Plan app. If you want to look like one of these bachelor girls, there's no better way to do it. I'll be back on Thursday. We'll be doing a few news and notes on uh, Bachelor, but really it's going to be a Vanderpump Rules episode because I'm interviewing one of the co-EPs of the show this week, and I couldn't be more excited. And hopefully it's her effing birthday. It's my effing birthday. <laughs> um, thanks again for listening, and talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. 